It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Day 5, the Board and Operationalizing Compliance. Obviously, compliance begins at the very top, which means the Board of Directors. The Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Program's 2019 guidance stated, the company's top leaders, the Board of Directors, and executives set the tone for the rest of the company. Prosecutors should examine the extent to which senior management have clearly articulated the company's ethical standards and conveyed and disseminated them in a clear and unambiguous terms demonstrating rigorous adherence by example. Prosecutors should examine how middle management in turn have reinforced these standards and encouraged employees to abide by them. For the Board of Directors, the 2019 guidance stated, Oversight. Questions posed. What compliance expertise has been available to the Board of Directors? Have the Board of Directors and or external auditors held executive or private sessions with the compliance and control functions. What type of information have the board of directors and senior management examined in their exercise of oversight in the area of misconduct, which has occurred? The Department of Justice's Antitrust Division, in its evaluation of corporate compliance programs and criminal antitrust investigations, was even more explicit in announcing their expectation for a robust board oversight of a corporate compliance function in the antitrust area. The guidance stated, for the antitrust compliance program to be effective, those with operational responsibility for the program must have sufficient autonomy, authority, and seniority within the company's governance structure, as well as adequate resources for training, monitoring, auditing, and periodic evaluation of the program. The guidance went on to ask the following questions. Who has overall responsibility for the antitrust compliance program? Is there a chief compliance officer or executive within the company responsible for antitrust compliance? If so, to whom does the individual report? The board of directors, the audit committee, or other governing body? How often does the compliance officer or executive meet with a board, audit committee, or other governing body? How does the company ensure that the independence of its compliance personnel? These series of questions portend more than simply a reporting requirement or that the CCO has a direct line to the board. It is a separate requirement for the compliance expertise on the board. Name any of the most recent corporate scandals, Wells Fargo, Uber, Volkswagen, Boeing, and there was no compliance expertise on the board. It is now enshrined as the best practices for companies to have a seasoned compliance professional on the board. I would add that the DOJ may soon expect there to be a compliance committee separate and apart from the audit committee. Mike Volkoff, writing in Compliance Expertise in the Boardroom, looked at it from both a practical and business perspective, stating, I've witnessed firsthand that companies have a board member with compliance expertise usually have a more aggressive and effective compliance program. In this situation, a CCO has to answer to the board for the company's compliance program while receiving the resources and support to accomplish compliance tasks. He went on to note, companies spend time and resources to nominate board members who bring real value to the boardroom. The mix of board members reflects the company's overall strategic priorities and focus for governance. 
For example, the nominating committee will locate a board candidate with financial reporting, audit, and SOX expertise to manage the audit committee. Each board member should be considered for a strategic purpose and benefit. It is important that the board receives direct access to such information on a company's policies on this issue. The board must have quarterly reports from the CCO to either the audit committee or the compliance committee. Your board should create a compliance committee as the audit committee may more appropriately deal with financial audit issues. A compliance committee can devote itself exclusively to non-financial compliance. The board's oversight role should be to receive regular reports on the structure of the company's compliance program, its actions, and self-evaluations. From this information, the board can provide oversight from managing risk to modifications that should be implemented. The requirement also means that a board should actually engage in oversight, not simply take reports quarterly. Has the board separately tested the compliance function or even taken a deep dive into a specific area of risk? The DOJ continually speaks about the need for companies to operationalize their compliance programs. Businesses must work to integrate compliance into the DNA of their organization. Having a board member with specific clients, compliance expertise heading a board compliance committee can provide a level of oversight commitment to achieving this goal. The DOJ enshrined this requirement in the 2017 FCPA Corporate Enforcement Policy. This means that when your company is evaluated by the Department of Justice under the factors set out in the 2019 guidance and the corporate enforcement policy to retrospectively determine if your company had best practices compliance program at the time of the violation in question, you need not only to have the structure of a board-level compliance committee, but specific subject matter expertise on the board and on that compliance committee. Another arm of the U.S. government has recognized the need for such expertise at the board level. In 2015, the Inspector General, the Office of the Inspector General, in a publication entitled Practical Guidance for Healthcare Governing Boards, called for greater compliance expertise at the board level. The OIG said that the board can raise its level of substantive expertise with respect to regulatory and compliance matters by adding the board to the board a compliance member. The presence of such a compliance professional with subject matter expertise on boards sends a strong message throughout the organization to commitment of commitment to compliance provides a valuable resource to other board members and helps the board better fulfill its oversight obligations. All of this means that every board of directors needs a true compliance expert sitting on the board. Almost every board has a former chief financial officer, former head of internal audit, person with similar background. And oftentimes, these are also the audit committee members. Such background brings a level of sophistication, training, subject matter expertise that can help all companies with their financial reporting and other financial-based issues. So why is there not subject matter expertise at the board level from the compliance professional? So what are the three key takeaways for today? Number one, The Department of Justice 2019 evaluation requires active board of director engagement and oversight around compliance. Two, board communication on compliance is a two-way street. A CCO must speak to the board and the board must engage the CCO. And three, does your board of directors have a compliance expert? Well, they should. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you've enjoyed day four of my 31-day of my podcast series, 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow and I take up another strategy, tactic, or pointer that you
you can use in your compliance program. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.